talking about how God has been clarifying for us what our value should be and what the importance uh, of winning souls, making disciples. And we've really been talking about that real strong for the past six weeks. And we've also been talking about clarifying for ourselves as individuals what it is that God has called us to do. And as I was praying and thinking, God, where do we need to go next? What do we need to begin to share with the church? I mean, what do you, what do you want your church to hear? And the thing that I just kept getting over and over again as I was thinking about this was we need to have the faith and we need to understand what faith is and have the faith to be able to put those things into action and to be able to trust God and understand what it really means to trust God. So this morning, we're starting a brand new series called Now Faith Is. And if you're taking notes, write down this title, Casting Out fear. You know, as we were talking about faith, as, uh, as we were thinking about faith, I, I just began to think about how so many people don't understand what it really means to live by faith because they're really afraid of what they might lose. They're really afraid of what they might lose or what they may have to give up or they may have the question of what if lingering in their mind. And so we never step out on faith or we never understand what faith is or we never trust God or step out and do anything for him because we're always wondering, what if? You see, uh, we like guarantees. We're a group of uh, people who like guarantees so much that when you go to Walmart and you go to buy a DVD, they ask you, do you want insurance on this? Really? For a dollar more, we'll insure this. We like to know that things are going to work. We like to have that guarantee that it's going to work. That's why we're all the time when we buy things, they're always selling us this extra insurance because we love to have that guarantee. And a, a lot of people don't understand that faith is the guarantee that you and ha- I have of a better hope. You and I must understand that faith is something that can be counted on. It's something that we can trust God. But Here's the hard part, and I want you to write this down. This is your first point today, is that faith is really us relinquishing control. That's really what it is. Faith is us relinquishing control. It's us giving up control of what we thought we had or what we thought we could do within our own power. And then it's, it's really us saying, God, you take the range. You take control. Because at the core of who we really are, most of us, our control freaks <laughs> at the very core of who we are. We like things our way. We like things on our time, on our schedule, our way, and we learn to tolerate others who do it differently. It's called marriage. <laughs> we learn to tolerate others who do things differently, like maybe when you first got married. Maybe you were used to folding your shirts a certain way and putting them in your drawer and then all of a sudden your wife comes along and she folds them a different way and you say, that's not the way my mama did it. (laughs) You had to tolerate the change or either you go in there and you fold them the way mom did or when she comes over, oh, don't worry, honey, I'll fold them the way I used to fold them. (laughs) We learn to tolerate people who do things differently, but you know, just like... My son, I was thinking about this message and thinking about faith and what it really means to trust God. I was thinking, you know, he's just now learning how to ride a bicycle without training wheels, and I've been working with him. And so I take the training wheels off of his Spider-Man bicycle, and he'll sit on it, and uh, I'll I'll get in front, and I'll hold on to the handlebars, and we just kind of are taking it slow right now. I'll just kind of walk in front of him so he can see me. He'll start pedaling, 
And what's the first question that he always asked, Dad, are you going to let go? And I say, no, I'm not going to let go. I'll hold on. So don't worry about it. You just keep pedaling, pal. Just keep on going. Let's go. Let's go. And he'll start pedaling. And he does this thing, though, that kind of freaks me out. <laughs> when he gets nervous or he gets a little scared, he takes his hands and his feet. Uh, he takes his feet off the pedals. He takes his hands off the handlebars. And he goes, ah! And I tell him, I say, man... If you did that and I wasn't holding on to this bike, you would crash and burn. When he gets scared or when he, things start getting a little shaky, he just goes, ah! And man, that's not what you need to do. But as I was thinking about it, why did he do that? Why did he have the confidence to throw his hands up in the air and his feet up in the air? I'll tell you why. Because he knew that dad was holding on to the bike. He knew that dad wasn't going to let him go because I told him I wasn't going to let him go. You know, and in that same way, a lot of us, we're trying to control and, and direct things in our lives and make things happen. And we won't let go. We'll, we're holding on. And God is saying, listen, if you'll let go, I promise I've got you. I'm not going to let you fall. I just want you to simply trust me. You see, faith is letting go of the results and not being afraid to trust because you know your heavenly father will catch you and that he's always going to be there. It's having that confidence in God that when he says it, that he meant it, and that he is going to take care of you. I planted a church in Texas years back, and uh, before we moved to Texas, I lived in Oklahoma, and I was a youth pastor there, and I talked to my pastor, and he knew that we were going to be moving on, and he had felt that it was time as well, and, and he knew we were going to go plant a church, and, and uh, probably about three hours away. And uh, no one else knew, though, other than that small group that we were going to go do that. And one of the things that I wanted to do when I was starting this church, I wanted to get it set up legally and get all the proper filings set up correctly. But I didn't know how to do that. But to get it done professionally by a CPA would have cost me almost five grand. And I didn't have five grand. And I was going, well, what do I do? I found this thing online that would teach you how to do it yourself for that particular state, the state of Texas, and I would be able to set it up legally, but I had to teach myself, but they would give me all the tools to make sure I did it right, but it cost 500 bucks. Now, I could handle that. I thought, oh, 500 bucks, you know, I could, I could spend 500 bucks. And so what I did, though, is I began to feel like the Lord said, I want you to trust me for this. And I said, okay. So I said, I prayed, I said, God, if you want us to move to Texas and you want us to start this church, and you want me to do all these legal filings and said, if you want me to do all this, I said, I want, to, uh, I, I want you to pay for it. I want you to take care of that. And I'm going to trust you for it. And so I began to pray that way. God, I'm trusting you that you're going to provide that money to be able to buy this program. Well, wouldn't you know, I, I prayed and about a week went by and I had this friend. His name was Gary. And Gary uh, ran a mechanic shop and uh, he had a dune buggy. It was an orange Volkswagen dune buggy, and he put Harley-Davidson pipes on the side of it. So, and he only allowed you to play Beach Boys on the CD player. So when you heard coming down the road, and then as it got closer, you heard, you know, uh, one of the Beach Boys songs. I, my brain's not quick enough to think of one. But anyways, <laughs> somebody give me a Beach Boys song real quick. Yeah, Barbaran, there you go. You know, and, and like it, here it would come, you know, Barbaran, you know, it would come down the road, you'd hear it blasting because he had this, he had this uh, sound system in there, it was crazy. And I used to get to borrow Gary's dune buggy and ride around in it. But here comes Gary, he pulls up, whoa, 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 whoa. He and his wife get out of the dune buggy and he knocks on the door and I said, hey, Gary, what's up, man? I was like, what are you doing here? He said, the Lord just spoke to my heart 
when I was riding around town in my dune buggy and told me to come by your house and give you 50 bucks. And I said, praise God. God can tell you that anytime as far as I'm concerned. That's great. I got really excited about that. Thank you, Jesus, you know. And I knew immediately what it was for. I knew that it was for towards that $500. And, and I was like, praise God. God's going to provide. I'm full of faith. And I'm trusting in the Lord. And then all of a sudden, two days later, I hear it again. Beach, baby, beach, baby, there on the sand. And then all of a sudden, here he comes. It's Gary again. This time he gives me a check for $100. Two days later, I've got 150 bucks. Man, I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world. And then a week goes by, and he comes by again. And he gives me another $50. Well, I got 200 bucks. This is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. You are answering my prayers. But then guess what happened, guys? I started going, hmm. You know, I've got 300 bucks. I could... I could pitch in the other half. You know, I, got, I could pay for this 300 bucks, you know. I've got 200. God, you gave me that much. I've got $300. I could do this. You see, this is what so many of us do. And God taught me a lot of lessons through this whole process. A lot of us, when we see things like this happen, we want to help God out. We want to make something happen before it's time for it to happen. We want to step out and, you know, God, let me give you a hand there. I mean, I could put 300 bucks on a credit card. Easy, no problem, right? And at, honestly, I sat down at my laptop, and I was going to order it. I was going to order the program. And I was like, I got that 200 bucks, God. And then I just felt like God said, no, I told you to trust me for the whole thing. <sighs> okay. So I put down my credit card, shut down the computer. And guess what happened, guys? Another week went by. I didn't hear the Beach Boys. I didn't see Gary coming down the road. I'd see him at church, and I'd go up to him, put my arm around him. Hey, Gary. How you doing, pal? Hey, man. You thinking about coming by sometime? <laughs> I was just, God, what's the deal? What's going on here? And then the Holy Spirit taught me another lesson in that moment because I began to look at that man as my source. I began to look at Gary coming by as my source. And God said, you're not trusting me, you're trusting Gary. Gary hadn't been by in three weeks, and I'm going, God, I've only got 200 bucks. You told me you were going to pay for the whole thing. I'm sitting there going, man, how many times, folks, do we do things like that? Where we'll try to push it along, we'll try to make something happen before it's time, when God is wanting us to be patient and just learn to trust him and have faith. But yet we're so afraid of losing control that we try to make it happen too early, or we try to make something happen that's not the will of God at that time. Or we try to push something, push our will, push our agenda. Or rather we begin to look towards man or look, to, look towards something else as our source. And that's exactly what I was doing. And the Holy Spirit taught me that lesson during this whole process. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to take my hands off of it. And I'm going to trust that God is going to provide. And that's what I did. And guess what, folks? After those three weeks of not seeing Gary... Another three weeks went by, another month went by, because we were there at the church three months there before we left, and we were there for three months, and I'd had all this income come in at one time, and I was so excited, the checks coming, and Gary and Beach Boys and Dune Buggies, and then all of a sudden, nothing, and I was so desperately wanted to hear the Beach Boys just one more time, but it didn't happen, he didn't come by. Matter of fact, he never gave us another dime. But here the Lord was teaching me and growing me, teaching me to trust him. 
It was our very last Sunday before we were going to leave. We were going to pull out Monday morning and head to Texas. Sunday night, the church had a big reception for us. It was really nice, and everyone was real kind and gave us a lot of kind words and prayers, and it was really, really a good time. Then there was a couple in our church that pulled me to the side and said, hey, after all this is over, we want to take you and your wife out for pizza. And I said, okay, that's great. And we had hung out with them plenty of times before. And as we were sitting there eating pizza with them, they said, God has told us to sow into your ministry. And he wrote me a check for $1,000. And he said, here you go. And I was like, whoa. Then I had the green light from the Holy Spirit to go buy the program that I needed to buy. Because see, then God taught me another lesson in that moment. He taught me when I bless you, I go above and beyond. I want to bless you beyond what you even thought you needed. Because not only did that $1,000 help me buy that program, but that $1,000 also helped me buy other things that we needed just to get our feet off the ground and to start our church. And it was all Him. God paid for every bit of it by moving on the hearts of men and women. How cool is that? I mean, it's trusting God. It's being patient. It's understanding that if God said it, I've got to believe that's good enough. And I've got to quit trying to control it and manipulate it and make something happen because I'm impatient or because I feel out of control. A lot of times we take ourselves out and, and, we, and we interject ourselves into the equation and we try to stir something up or make something happen when God is just wanting us to simply trust in Him. Because we've got to get this. Sometimes we want to help God out and move things along, but He's trying to get us to step out of the way so He can orchestrate things where we won't be in control. Because God wants to orchestrate our steps. Amen? The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Not ordered by yourself, not ordered by your own ambition, but ordered by the Lord. So that means that where I'm at, I need to trust Him until He tells me the next step. Amen, somebody? And also, I want you to write this down. Faith is understanding how God sees us. You see, if you don't understand how God sees you and how He views you, you won't be able to receive what He desires for you. A lot of people have a distorted view. They have a messed up view about how God sees them and how God thinks about them. A lot of times we feel like uh, God doesn't want to do anything for us or like we're uh, not as well favored by God as someone else and God really likes them because, you know, they have one more what would Jesus bumper sticker on their car than you do or because they look real spiritual or because they can, you know, quote more, you know, chapters and verses than you can and because of that we feel inadequate and we don't feel like God ever wants to do anything for us or we always feel like we're undeserving and and, and there's nothing that God ever wants to bless us with or do anything for us. You know, well, you know, I see it looks like God is blessing this person over here but he doesn't want to bless me. I see this person they always look like they're walking in joy and they're just always so happy. I, I guess God doesn't want to give me that. I see hear these stories about people sharing about how they were set free from all these addictions and all these lifestyles and all these different things that were controlling their lives and I guess God just doesn't want that for me. So we throw our hands up in the air and we give up. We give up on God. And you know, a lot of times what happens is that when you're trusting God for something or when you're stepping out in faith and believing God for something, it always seems that, that all of the storms and all of the junk just starts to really pile up and just really just get big. It seems like when you're just ready to step out and begin to trust God 
for freedom or victory in an area that you may be held bound in, that may have been holding you back. And you're like, I'm ready to trust God. I'm stepping out in faith. God, I, I believe you for freedom in this area. I'm not going to live the rest of my life depressed. I'm not going to live the rest of my life addicted. I'm not going to live the rest of my life self-loathing. Or I'm not going to live the rest of my life, you know, always uh, getting behind on my bills and never able to pay my bills and always living beyond my means. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to have faith to trust you, God, and I'm going to step out and do it. And then all of a sudden, everything just blows up. Does it ever seem like that sometimes? Or, or it seems like this. You begin to trust God, and it seems like everyone else is being blessed but you. It seems like when you get in your car and you just have to pray that Jesus makes it start with the Holy Ghost or something, come on, Jesus, make my car start. It seems like that person drives up in their new Lexus and rolls down the window and said, God wants to bless you. Doesn't it seem that way sometimes? It just seems like, man, what is the deal? It seems like everybody but me. I mean, God must like everybody but me. But you've got to understand how God sees you. Because if you don't get this, if you don't understand how God sees you, then you're not going to be able to position yourself to walk in the life that God wants you to walk in. Now, in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, Jesus said this, Matthew 7 and verse 7, he said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you whom if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give you good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, I want you to catch this here, what Jesus was talking about. He said, you guys are evil, man. He said, I'm the only one who is perfect. I'm the only one that is, that is here on this earth that is without fault and without sin. He said, and you guys have all this junk in your lives. He said, but yet still, beyond all of the deadness, beyond all the sin, beyond all of the junk in your lives, you still know how to give good gifts to your children. Because if your son comes up to you and says, hey, dad, can I have a piece of bread? You don't go, here's a rock, John. He says, dad, can I have some fish? And you go, here's your serpent. That's just weird. <laughs> but he doesn't do that. He said, you, you even understand how to give good gifts to your children. He said, now how much more? I want you to hear him when he says this. How much more does your heavenly father want to give good gifts to his children, to those that he loves, that he calls his own? How much more? So you've got to get this. God wants to bless you. God wants to heal you. God wants you to be delivered and he wants you to be set free. God wants you to walk in victory. God wants to see your marriage restored. He wants you to walk in peace and not in fear. And until you get that, you'll never be able to receive you see, a lot of us have to understand that not only are God's promises in his word just there for us to understand and to know more about him, but if it's in his word and if he promises it, let me tell you something, he desires it. Oh, I'm going to say that slow, somebody. I said that if God promises it, he desires it. Listen to me. If God promises that he desires that, a lot of people have a problem catching this truth. It's almost like whenever you promise your kids something and you forget about it, but they remind you later at the most inopportune time. 
Oh, hey, Dad, remember two weeks ago you told me you would buy me that toy and, or whatever, and you're like, oh, man, and you don't have anything. Or, hey, you told me you were going to do this, and you're like, oh, gosh. It's not like you go up to God and you, you pray and you say, Lord, I, help me you know, to walk in freedom, help me to walk in victory, or help me to walk in peace, or help me to walk in financial blessing. And then he goes, oh, man, I forgot. I put that in the Word. Oh, I don't really want to do that. You see, he wants to do it. He, he, he told you these things, and he lets you know these things about his character because he wants you to know his heart and what he desires to do. This is the heart of God here, wanting to love his children because if it is in his word, he not only promises it, but he desires it for me. Amen? Amen. Now, I want you to see something else that faith is. Faith is always, somebody say always, always. aligned with God's word. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. Faith is always aligned with God's word. See, sometimes we begin to ask for things, or we begin to pray in ways where we begin to try to trust God to do something that he's just simply not going to do because it's outside of the context of his character. It's outside of the context of his word. God, I want you to zap my boss with lightning. I don't care how much faith you have to believe that that's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. All these different things, we've got to make sure that we're in line with God's word. As a matter of fact, that's the only way faith can grow and that faith can be built. That's what the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17. It says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. That's where faith comes from. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, some people think that God doesn't like them or it doesn't work when they stand in faith. And a lot of times, it's as simple as just aligning yourself with God. Let me tell you something. Sometimes activating faith, sometimes seeing the end result, seeing God do for you what he said he would do is as simple, as simple as you aligning yourself with him. Let me show you this in scripture. I want you to turn back to the last book of the Old Testament here in Malachi chapter 3. I want you to look at somebody and say, don't get nervous. No, you didn't say it. I said, look at him, say, don't get nervous. First service, people start getting nervous. Second service, people, we ain't going to get nervous here. Now listen to me. I want you to see the principle behind this. We're going to talk about Malachi chapter 3, a very familiar passage of Scripture. But I want you to see the principle about aligning yourself with God's Word. I want you to see this. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. Malachi is writing the words of God to the children of Israel. This is the prophet speaking on behalf of God to them. And this is what God is saying to his people, the Israelites. He's saying, will a man rob God? He said, yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. He says, you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that, you will, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I want us to see the principle here about what God is saying. 
I want us to get this. Okay, he said was, the first thing he said here was, you robbed me. He said, you did, you did something wrong. You violated my commands. That's what God is telling his children here. He's saying, listen, guys. He says, you have robbed me. You have violated the commands. You have violated what you knew to be right. You have violated my word. He said, and because of that, you're dealing with this curse. You're dealing with uh, all this famine. You're dealing with all this junk that's going on in the camp because you are not properly aligned with what I told you to do. This is a natural result of you not following the principles that I told you to follow. I gave you my word. And because you're out of alignment, you're seeing these things happen in your life. He says, but he didn't just give them that. He gives them hope. He tells them, now listen. He said, bring all of those ties that you've been robbing me with. Bring, bring all those ties that you haven't been giving to me. He said, bring those into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And this is the only time we see in Scripture here that God actually challenges us to try it out. He says there in, in verse 10, he says, and now try me in this. He said, try it out. He said, and see. Just look and see if you try this out, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there's going to be, there's not even going to be room for you to contain it. He said, everyone is going to know that you're blessed by me. He said, your whole nation's going to be blessed. That's what he was telling Israel. He said, the whole nation's going to know that you're blessed because why? Because they gave money? Is that what God wanted? Was their money and their stuff? No, that wasn't, that wasn't what God was after. What was God after? He was after their trust. He was after their heart. And he told him, he said, now bring this to me because I've commanded it to you. And if you love me, you're going to obey my commandments. And he said, you're proving to me that you love me and you're proving to me that you trust me. And when I see someone that trusts me, it motivates me to do what I said I was going to do. When you align yourself up, when you align yourself with the truth of God's word, now, people don't often align themselves here, and we can see this even in this case. Why not? Because they're afraid of losing control. They didn't want to give to God. They didn't want to obey God. They didn't want to submit to Him because they were afraid of what they would lose. They were afraid of what if. And therefore, they didn't act on trusting God. And because of that, they were enduring all of these terrible things. And they're going, what is going on? And God says, listen, let me help you get this fixed. Align yourself with what I said to do. And then just try me in this and see if I won't bless you. Now, try and see that if you obey God and do what he has told, that it will not position you to receive what he has for you. Just try and see if it, it, see if it won't. It will, I promise you. Because God is faithful and what he said he will do. Amen, somebody? That means that I need to get into a place where I'm positioned and I'm aligned with his truth. This is how it works. And I know he's talking about finances here and he's talking about, uh, he's talking about them giving. But I want you to understand it's the same principle in so many different areas of our lives that you and I need to get a hold of today. It takes trusting God. It takes not holding on to control. You see, here's the thing. People want great marriages, but they refuse to do things God's way. The Bible says that the husband must love his wife as Christ loved the church, giving himself for her. And then the Bible also says that the wife must submit to the husband. 
There's things in his word that he says we need to do. But we want great marriages. And here, here's what we want. We want somebody to tap us on the head with a magic wand and all of a sudden, oh, baby, you look so good. That's what we want. We want I want to have great kids, Lord. I want to have great kids. God, I pray that my kids will grow up and just be awesome kids that just love you. And I, and I just pray they'll be just great kids. But yet the Bible says there's certain things we're supposed to do. He says we need to discipline our children. And some people want to be their kid's best friend and they don't want to discipline because they're afraid their kid won't like them. And because they don't discipline their child and raise their children the way God does, then they go, I don't understand what happened. I brought them to church every Sunday and the church didn't fix them. That, well, I'm not going to that church anymore. You got to understand, it, it, faith is aligning yourself with God's word. It's trusting that if he said it, it's going to work. God's not trying to be mean. God not, God's not trying to take all your money. He's not trying to, trying to make, make your kids hate you. God's not trying to do all these things. He's trying to get you to position yourself to be blessed. He's trying to get you to position yourself. He said, try me in this. Just, just see. Just see if this won't work. You see, people, uh, they, they also look uh, for forgiveness, but they don't want to forgive. They don't want to let things go. It's like we just want somebody to slap us with oil and just go and just pray for us and make everything better, but there's nothing required on our part. Folks, let me tell you, you can get prayed for a thousand different times, follow every crusade and every speaker and go to every church and hear every message, but until you align yourself with God's word, you're never gonna walk in true victory and freedom because you can't walk contrary to his truth and experience the benefit of it. But he's given it to us so simple and so plain. He said, if you'll just align yourself with what I said. That's what he was telling him in Malachi. If you just align yourself and just submit to my word and do what I said, then guess what I'm going to do? I'm, he said, try me and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven. Folks, God wants to open up the windows of heaven in your life. Financially, in your relationships, with your children, on your job. In every area of your life, he wants to open up the windows of heaven. But we have to get this, that we need to align ourselves with his truth. That's what trusting God is all about. You know what? It's just believing that what God said is for real. And that I really believe he's going to do it. I've got to do my part and align myself with his truth. And he's going to be faithful to do his part. Hello, somebody. I want you to understand that God is not our entitlement program that just wants to simply give us something for nothing. He wants us to align ourselves with him and his word. And when we do, the windows of heaven naturally open up. It's not just God just giving us a handout, somebody. What's the old adage, you know, you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day? God's just not wanting to just give us something. He's wanting us to walk in victory constantly. You know, the Bible said that you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And he says that he who the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. That sounds better than just free. That free indeed means to be continually walking in victory, continually walking in freedom. But for me to do that, I've got to align myself with his truth. I can't walk contrary to his truth and walk in his blessings. I can't walk contrary to his truth and expect to live the life that he has created me to live and be the man of God he's created me to be. Be the husband, be the father, 
be the pastor that God's created, if I continually refuse to align myself with his truth. You see, I've got to trust him enough that I believe that if he said it, that he meant it and that he's going to do it. Because here's the last thing. Number four is that faith always works. Say that with me. Faith always works. It always works. Faith always works. You want to know why it always works? Because God is faithful. Oh, I wish I had somebody up in here that believed God was faithful. I said faith always works because God is faithful. Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. If you trust him, he always works. He is for you. He's not against you. Faith always works when we trust in God and his word. God is worthy to be trusted because Pastor Derek says so. Nope. Because his word declares his faithfulness and because he never fails. You see, here's the thing that a lot of us struggle with, though, is that things don't always work out the way that we want them to when, they, when we want them to. But when we have faith in God and we align ourselves to his truth and we never let go of his word, we will see change and we, we will see his will done in our lives. See, we've got to trust in his word. That's where faith comes from, is from hearing his word. And we've got to trust in his word. Folks, sometimes it's difficult when it looks like everyone else around you is being blessed and doesn't seem like Seems like everything in your world is falling apart. Sometimes when you actually make that declaration of I'm going to trust God in this situation and you actually pray or you get a little excited to hold on to something. Maybe you got just a, a, a word from maybe a, a pastor or maybe you got a word from a personal study or something and you just, you're holding on to it and it seems like everything is coming to try to steal and destroy that hope that you have and that trust that you have in Jesus. John 10 and 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. I want us to get this today. Uh, Is this helping anybody today? I I want you to get this. I want you to get this because for us to grow and be the men and women God's called us to be, it's going to take us understanding faith and trusting in God and believing that he always works and that he will never fail. Now listen, I I can't sit up here and and promise you that everything's going to work out the way you want it to. But I can promise you that if you trust God that he's not going to fail you. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. You know, sometimes it's, it's real difficult when it seems like things aren't really going that way that we was hoping it would, and it seems like everyone else around us is walking in that peace and that joy, and everyone else seems to just have that happy marriage or have those, that financial blessings, and we may be struggling for a season. You know, sometimes when you make a decision to, to really trust God, And to make those changes in your life, opposition immediately follows sometimes. I just started working out recently, and I haven't been in the gym for almost a year. And when I first went back to the gym, I thought I could do what I used to do. And so I went and grabbed what I used to grab and found out real quick I couldn't do it. Not as tough as I was when I was real consistent with it. But guess what? When I worked out, 
it was hard. I was sore. And I wanted to throw in the towel and go, man, I don't know if that was worth it or not. And that's how a lot of us are sometimes. That's how a lot of us are when we say, you know what, I heard a message about faith today at church and you know, I'm going to believe God for this situation and I'm going to trust God in this situation. And when we don't see those immediate results or we don't see that immediate change, we get distracted and we want to throw in the towel and we want to give up. But let me tell you today, don't give up. Keep trusting God because you can't control the outcome, but you can control what you're going to trust and put your faith in. The thing you would want to do naturally is to take a step back and go back into the sin, go back into the thing that you were stepping out of, go back into the thing that, that, that made you feel this sense of security and comfort. But God is saying, no, let go of the fear of the unknown. Let go of you being able to control the results. Let go of all of those things that you would try to hold on to. And just trust me that if I said it, I'm going to do it. Amen, somebody? You see, faith is the opposite of fear. I want you to see this in Psalm chapter 27. I'm going to read this last scripture here this morning. And we're going to close here in just a minute. Psalm chapter 27. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I want to ask you this morning, are you afraid to trust God because maybe you prayed about something before and it didn't work out the way you thought it should? Maybe you threw in the towel. Maybe you said, I don't know if this faith stuff works, this trusting God stuff works. I'll just, maybe if I can earn Maybe I can earn that. Maybe if I do this or do that. No. Are you afraid to let go of control because you can't get away from the what if? Always asking yourself, well, what if this? What if I do this? What if this happens? I mean, I, I mean what, what happens if I let go? What happens if I make this decision? Maybe a little hard to make. It's easy to say these things sometimes, but it's really difficult when you actually are in that situation where you may have to make a tough call, but it's the right call because you're wanting to align yourself with God and align yourself with His Word. Yeah, that's a tough decision. It may be a hard one. It may, may be difficult, but don't give up. Don't quit trusting God because He is faithful and He is going to see you through. It's time for us to align ourselves with His truth because when you align yourself with truth and when you trust God you always win because you align yourself with God and guess what he never fails amen he, he never fails so let's cast out fear today by finding out what God's word says and trusting in him so I'm going to give you some homework we're going to find out what God's word says and we're going to trust in him I want you to find out what God's word says about that situation you're dealing with at home or maybe that situation that you may de be dealing with at work or maybe that financial crisis, whatever it is that you may be fighting. I, I want you to find out what God said about that situation. And if you need help, I'd love to help you. Maybe it's as simple as Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
whom shall I be afraid? Maybe it's something that simple. And I want you to take this word. I want you to take this word and I want you to begin to speak it. I want you to begin to speak it. I want you to begin to say it to where you can hear it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And sometimes you need to hear yourself say it. Sometimes you need to move it beyond just something you know in your head and it needs to get in your heart to where you really believe it when you say it. Maybe the first few times you say it, you don't really believe it because the situation just seems so big and overwhelming. But you begin to speak the word of God and you begin to believe it and then you can begin to trust God and you can begin to hold on and say, you know what, Father, I trust you. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to walk in depression. I'm not going to walk in fear and anxiety. I'm not going to worry about this situation anymore because the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? You're the stronghold of my life, God. I'm not going to fear because that's what your word says, that you are my light and you are my salvation. I want you to begin to speak the word and I want you to begin to think on the word. The Bible says that we need to meditate on his word. And that simply means for us to think on it over and over again. It doesn't mean anything weird or creepy. It just means for us to think on his word over and over again. And to think on it, think on it, and think on it. What did God say about this situation? How does God view me? What does God say? And then begin to align my thinking up with that. Instead of the what ifs. Instead of the, well, I've tried this before. Or I don't know if this is going to work. All the doubts all the fears. Instead of listening to that, hear yourself speak the Word of God over your situation. So let me tell you, wherever you're at, whatever you're dealing with, God has already given you His Word and His truth to help you to walk through it. And He will see you through because He is our light and our salvation. Amen? We're going to walk casting out fear. It's got to move from here to here where you really believe it. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things that aren't seen. That's where we need to move to for us to become the men and women God is calling us to be and us to grow and mature and develop into people who are trusting God, who are aligning ourselves with His truth and not our own way of thinking, not our own rationale, not what the media says, not what our friend says. Not what someone thinks, but what does God say? That's really what it all boils down to. Amen? Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Maybe you're here today and you just need the faith to believe that Jesus was good enough. His sacrifice was good enough to forgive your sins and to make you right with Him make you right with Almighty God. Maybe you just need the faith to believe that. Maybe today you're here and you're like, Pastor, I need to make my life right with Jesus Christ. I need to accept Him as my Lord and Savior today because I have never done that before. Or maybe you have done that and you say, you know what, I, I, I know that I haven't been with Him, living my life for Him like I should and I've lost fellowship with Him and I want to renew my commitment to Him today and to make things right and know that I know that I know that I'm right with God. If that's you and you're in this place, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want you to let me know you're here just by lifting your hand and putting it down. I see that hand. You can put it down. I see that hand. Anyone else in this place today? I see that hand. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Church, 
Would you help us pray today? Would you just say this prayer with me? Say, Dear Jesus, I trust you. I believe that what you did on the cross was good enough to save me, to cleanse me, and to make me right with God. So I welcome you into my heart and ask you to be the leader of my life. I will serve you with all of my heart from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer today, I want you to let us...